Are you planning on a trip to the Yukon? You can get a lot of possibly outdated info on the World Wide Web. But if you want the best advice, you need to talk to a local, like Trinda at the Visitor Information Center in Beaver Creek, or Dana in Haines Junction, or Kirsten in Dawson City. I'm Greg Correas, publisher of Yukon North Ordinary and the Yukon Traveler. Take it from me. I've been delivering magazines throughout the territory for the past 30 years, and the staff at the Yukon Visitor Information Centers have all the inside information. They'll help you find the destination of your dreams. Go to www.travelyukon.com slash better hyphen day. Actually, a rock, paper, scissors tournament, and we all got to choose a name. Graham chose Muscle Dump Truck, Hannah chose Demon Spine, and Lewis chose Cows Go Moo. So Graham got eliminated by Hannah. Hannah and Lewis versed each other, and Lewis ended up winning, so now our name is Cows Go Moo, and I think we all love it. This is Yukon North of Ordinary, the podcast. We share a more in-depth take on the most popular stories from our print magazine, showcasing the territory's extraordinary people, culture, and outdoors. I'm your host, Karen McCall. I first heard about Cows Go Moo when Peter Johnston, Grand Chief of the Council for Yukon First Nations, did the Yukon questionnaire for the fall 2022 issue of Yukon North of Ordinary magazine. We asked Peter, like we ask most of our respondents, what author, musician, band, or artist from the territory should be more famous. His answer? Cows go moo. Thanks to fans like Peter, this bovine-themed band has already become Yukon famous. They're getting paid for live gigs. They have cool merch. They even spent time in a professional recording studio for their debut EP. And here's another thing. Some of the band members haven't even hit their teens yet. Mark Kepke is the father of a cow, or a moo, or whatever you call a member of Cows Go Moo. He also happens to be a podcaster, a very good one, as you're about to find out. And over the past year, he's been closely observing and more recently documenting the band's development. Today, Mark takes us into the world of Cows Go Moo. Here you go. The poster for your first bar show. I'll bring any of you a copy if you want to hang it in your room or whatever. Wait, here's the copy. Okay. How are you guys doing tonight? Everyone, give me your biggest move. Move! Cows Go Moo. The childish name was a stroke of genius. Club baby, club baby, everyone's invited to our party. Club baby. I think a lot of people don't expect us to be at the level of playing that we are at. My expectations were that it was going to be just a bunch of kids playing some tunes and yeah, it'll be kind of cute. The name's a little misleading, eh? Like you think they might come out and play nursery rhymes or something. Yeah, definitely. Old MacDonald had a farm. Yeah, yeah, ho. Old Miss Pony had some cows. Yeah, yeah, ho. 
Over and over, cows go move defies expectation. Not just for their surprisingly skilled playing, but for their taste in music. The opening riff of Dirty Deeds is usually the hook. Then the audience hears Luke, the band's lead singer, and suddenly no one's half-listening anymore. As the band powers through Metallica, Black Sabbath, Nirvana, plus a few originals, the sense of amazement only grows. And by the time the set is over, everyone is asking the same question. Who are these kids? My name is Luke Welsh. I am the lead singer for Cows Go Moo Youth Band. I am 11 years old. My favorite band is going to have to be ACDC. I love singing ACDC songs. Hi, I'm Hannah Welsh. I'm 13 years old, and I'm the drummer for Cows Go Moo. Most of the kids I know that are my age, most of them like rap or country, and I I can't take it. Hi, my name is Connor Israel. I am 11 years old, and I go to White Horse Elementary. My hero of the bass is probably John Paul Jones of Led Zeppelin. My favorite band is either Led Zeppelin, Nirvana, or Guns N' Roses. What's your bedtime? My bedtime is roughly 8. 45 on weekends like 9:15. Connor's scared of groupies. I can say that. Well, you know, I mean, I don't like them, but I won't like refuse them. My name is Quinn Rizzo and I am 13. My guitar hero is Jimi Hendrix because he is just the best. Are you the most flamboyant member of the band? Yeah, probably. Not going to lie, I'm probably the most flamboyant on the band. Lewis Larson is a hyper-energetic, really decent piano player. Lewis is 11 years old. He is my very best friend from school. And he is a crazy person. Tell me something about Lewis Larson. Yeah, he's very energetic when he's on Red Bull. When he's on How often is Lewis on Red Bull? Uh... Lewis is probably the most energetic person on the band. That word keeps coming up. Energetic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My name's Lewis. Where do you get all your energy from? Um, probably Red Bull. Are you on Red Bull right now? No, I'm not. I've been playing music since the start of COVID. How big an Iron Maiden fan are you? Um, probably as much as Thomas. That's so. a lot. My name is Thomas Kepke. I play guitar for Cows Go Moo. I am 13 years old. Now, are you just a guitarist? He's a guitarist with mystique. Why is this necessary? For the record, this highly necessary teasing is how I deal with my son's refusal to cut his hair, which is now longer than the guitar solo on Freebird, longer than Keith Richards' rap sheet, longer than the chart run of Dark Side of the Moon, and so on. Uh, My musical heroes are probably Randy Rhodes and Kirk Hammett. Kirk Hammett is the lead guitarist for Metallica, and Randy Rhodes played for Ozzy um, from 1979 to 1982. When I started in Cows Go Moo, as Hannah might tell you, um, I didn't really have a preferred genre, and then uh, Cows Go Moo kind of knocked some sense into me, and I realized that true music is hard rock and heavy metal. So those are the members of Cows Go Moo, six young musicians from four families, including two sets of siblings. And what brought them all together at a very unusual house on the outskirts of Whitehorse was a couple with a true passion for music. My name is Catherine Welsh. And I'm Jim Welsh. Hannah and Luke are our daughter and son. Uh, when Kath and I, very fortunately, when we got a piece of property in the Yukon, 
Uh, we realized that the, our favorite venue in town was being torn down right when we were building a house, the Taku like, famous live music bar, where we had our first date, actually. And we love everything about the north and the outdoors. We always hunted and traveled on the land together. Uh, but we're like, the thing we need in this town is a good live music venue. And uh, so when we built our house, we built a, a small event, private venue in our home. Uh, main floor has 10-foot ceilings, and it has a kitchen in one corner. It has sort of laundry and bathroom on one side, and then a wide open space. And in one of those uh, two or four corners, we put in a stage. I don't think stage quite does it justice. <laughs> yeah, we tried to build a proper venue. There's a proper light rig, and for a long time, we had one of the best PAs in the territory. Is there... Or is there not a smoke machine on the stage as well? Yeah, there's lasers, there's turning lights, there's a smoke machine. Everything you need for a proper venue. So Luke and Hannah Welsh already had the perfect musical playroom. They just needed the right program to make the most of it. You know, I feel like in a lot of ways, traditional music lessons have lost the fun in engaging kids to be part of music. And it's a little too structured. And, and we knew of Graham. And I thought it would be really great to get Graham out to teach the kids School of Rock. So Graham Peters is <clears throat> the front man of a band called Speed Control. And uh, during the pandemic, Speed Control was off tour and our kids needed stuff to do. And that's kind of the, the cornerstone of this band started with, we need a pandemic activity that's bubble friendly. I think he was actually just going insane from having the kids in the house all the time and wanted a distraction. And so he had a group of kids that were all friends, and I went out there and in two hours had them play TNT by ACDC and, and uh, some Kiss songs. You know, after the first time Graham showed up, the next day we came home and the kids had t-shirts and posters, and they've really been in ever since that moment. My name's Graham Peters. I'm from the Yukon. I've toured in multiple bands like from jazz trios to uh, big bands to rock and roll bands I'm a professional music teacher I think that's kind of what I've become I teach rock and roll to kids of all ages from 92 to 7 <laughs> The first year we did it, kind of every kid played a different instrument. But then once we realized, like, we kind of kept kids on their own instruments. Like, Hannah was a standout drummer to begin with, and Luke can sing better than <clears throat> anyone I know. Connor and Quinn showed up. Lewis was always in there. The keyboard slash sometimes guitar player slash, like, uh, crazy man, singer who can't really sing but can really sing. Like, it's just awesome. And so we had the, that core group of five, and... And then I got roped in by Mary Mode at Whitehurst Elementary. She, she asked me to volunteer to go basically teach rock and roll to kids for a day. And this other crazy kid named Thomas was there. And he was trying to show me all these new songs from new bands that he's learned called Metallica and Led Zeppelin. And I was like, who are you, kid? And then he started playing. And I'm like, okay, this kid can play. So I roped him in. Before this happened, I'd never met Graham Peters. But one night, this 40-something musical man-child showed up at my house. He then drove Thomas out of town to a practice for Cows Go Moo. 
The next thing I knew, my then 12-year-old son was in a rock band. A hard rock and metal band. Like, it just clicked. Thomas became the final member of Cows Go Moo more than a year ago. Over that time, the band expanded its repertoire of covers, wrote some catchy originals, built a solid following by playing gigs, initially with Graham on stage as their conductor and third guitarist. Last summer, their main stage set at the Southeast Alaska State Fair in Haines won them an invite to return. And then, they opened the Blue Feather Music Festival in Whitehorse. That performance at the Yukon Art Center, back in November, was a pivotal moment for both the band and Graham. Because it was like the first time I didn't have anything to do with them. I was in the audience. I wasn't coaching them on anything. I wasn't like making sure their guitars were in tune. Uh, I wasn't standing on stage with them, kind of holding it down. I was like, okay, let's see it. And then they blew the roof off that place. Like, And they had a standing ovation, and they got an encore, and... Um, like, I had coffees bought for me. I got beer bought for me because you're the teacher of that band. And I I was just, like, I was so blown away by how well they did. These kids can play better than most most adults can play their instruments. And so so it's kind of blossomed from something to distract the kids during COVID to, like, now these kids actually practice and put the time in. And These days, it's not unusual for Graham to swing by my house on a Thursday night grabbing Thomas for the 60-kilometer round trip to band practice. While no less dedicated, some of the other cows don't have quite so far to go. A lot of times for band practice, the kids ride their snow machine over about three kilometers through the woods to get to our place. Often with guitars on their back. I, I just try and make it fun and not so serious, right? Like, sometimes you gotta be pretty firm. Like, as a teacher, you have to lay down the law and you gotta be like, dude, this is unacceptable, you're not doing your job. Graham commonly, like, will pull money out of his pocket and slam it against the stage and will be like, whoever plays this song perfectly will get this $20. I don't know. You just, like, you challenge them and make it a competition type thing. And it's, it's kind of, how can I make them do as much work as possible with doing as little on my part? Often he will, uh, slightly threaten us by uh, putting his two fingers up our nostrils and and holding us up there, but in the end of the day, it's all just playing around. That sounds terrible. I'm so confused. It's okay. We're just learning the song. Hannah, how you doing? You feeling okay? He's very hyper, but in a good way. And he's always drinking energy drinks and stuff. All right, do it twice, man. Man, he too likes it. Don't count it, just go! He's insane at like all the instruments and everything. And it's really funny because he'll just like mess around and do like really goofy things during band practice. And that kind of helps keep the mood light. Okay, so he's gonna do it twice by himself and then twice with the band and then you start singing. Okay then. It's gonna be different, but I like it better. Go! He's a very good music teacher and he like doesn't really care what you do, just needs to sound good almost. (laughs) He's like, he's very chill and very energetic. He is the greatest band teacher of all time because he just is. What has he taught you about being a rock and roller? You really have to have style. (sighs) He taught us that it's about, like, 
playing the music and having fun and not so much about like the money or any of that kind of stuff. It's more important to play and like do things you enjoy than it is to be serious. They know when they're getting better and they can feel it. No, Lewis starts with the cowbell. Lewis is going to do his thing and then Lewis, when you start the cowbell, walk to the front of the stage. March break, and uh, me and Luke and Quinn and Connor are all neighbors. So me and Luke would normally go over to Quinn and Connor's and we'd go snowmobiling or something. This time we went over and we were like, hey, we want to play some music. And we decided we could write our own song. And so my brother came up with this bass line and we modified it a little bit. And we got some words and everything, and eventually it turned into our first song, Responsibilities. They had too many jobs to do at home. And they wrote a song about how much they hated responsibilities. And we were so proud of it. And then Graham showed up and he totally, like, evolved it from this, like, okay, decent song, like, to this, like, really amazing song. Our next original was Lost in Gold. And Lost in Gold, we had just taught Thomas and Lewis responsibilities. And we had, like, just kind of figured out how to play responsibilities, and we were just getting a hang of it. Thomas was like, we should write another original. And we were like, um, we're still kind of working on figuring out responsibilities, but he was like, no, let's write another original. So, um, we wrote Lost in Gold, and, like, everybody had an idea or something they wanted to put in the song. Like, Thomas really wanted to put in Sheep Camp. So, (laughs) we... Because he knew one thing about the Chilkoot, and he was so proud of it, and he really wanted to put in Sheep Camp. Let the record show I know more about the Chilkoot than Sheep Camp. Anna? (laughs) Not really. Lyrically, they're pretty strong, and I think it's because they're not bound by anything at this age. Nobody's told them, you can't do this, you can't do that, it should sound like this. They're making their own thing, and without those restrictions, there's something really magical happening. When I began documenting the band's story, it's early 2023. Okay, can we help Luke with his words here, guys? Who's got dirty deeds? Put dirty deeds in the binder. Responsibilities, you don't need the word for. Which, by the way, guys, was so great on the radio today. People sent us notes all day about what a great job you did today. The Cows have just released a three-song EP recorded at Green Needle Records with local producer Jim Holland. And now they're making the rounds of local radio stations to promote it. The kids are also preparing for their first gig in almost three months. It'll be yet another milestone. Their debut performance in a bar on a Saturday night during Rendezvous. I'm not sure if this is what Dr. Seuss had in mind when he wrote his classic children's book, Oh, the Places You'll Go, but we'll take it. A few hours before the show, the band gathers in the Welsh's practice space slash kitchen for a meal and a final rehearsal. Hey guys, look, guys, Quinn says we can't play American Idiot in the uh, state fair. Yes. Because it'd be offensive to 
Americans. That's what I said. No, we should we should learn Canadian. I just not say that. Just say, just say Canadian. Don't be Canadian. No, we have to say the actual lyrics of Canadian idiot. Graham's been touring with Speed Control, so Jim and Steve Israel, Connor and Quinn's dad, are prepping the kids for their big show. Guys, it is a bar. You guys haven't really played a bar before. There are going to be people that are either going to be going absolutely wild or they're going to be people yelling and screaming and not even looking at you. But you know what? Just rock it out. Just roll through all of it. So, maximum fun, but I want you guys tonight when we go there, you got to be pros. So when we go, everybody has guitar picks in their pocket. Their tuner pedal, their tuner with a battery in it. And you have to be organized because you're the lead band. If you guys run late... You wreck the timing for the rest of the band, so you gotta be really on it. I think we should bring a laser and some fun lights in the smoke machine so that your set looks amazing. So, from this moment, time is gonna do this. It's gonna go whoop, we're gonna play our set, then we're gonna load Steve's truck, then we're gonna go there, and things are gonna happen really fast. So when we get there, sound check, I need to be really focused and paying attention. And when you're in sound check, your instruments are off, right? You can't be pissing around on your guitars and doing stuff. Thomas, where are you? I never piss on my Honestly, Thomas is the model of how sound check should go. Thank you. And I need the rest of you guys to do that. So be really attentive, because it takes a lot of time. And if you do it properly, your sound at your show will be great. Are you guys set up on stage? Let's have the most fun. Is everybody ready on stage? Take a look at your stuff. Make sure you're plugged in, ready to go. The band runs through its set a couple of times for an audience of family members. A neighbor also drops by with her six-year-old son, Stanley, to hear the preview. To live! To ride! To die! Great job. That was super fun. You guys played really well. Turn the goof dial up. Two more bars before it shows tonight. Okay. Extra goofy, please. Sure, he's carrying you. Yeah, he looks so relaxed right now. Owen Bruce also looks surprisingly relaxed considering tonight's destination and her 11-year-old son Connor's well-known groupie problem. How do you feel about your son playing in a bar tonight? He's 11. He he can own it. He can totally own it. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like... I, th- I think he's pretty good at setting boundaries, so I think he's got this one in the bag. Uh, so we need t-shirts, stickers... Finally, it's time to load up and go, and the band gets a little help from young Stanley, who climbs into the back of the F-150 that will ferry gear to the show. Are you a roadie? No. You're doing roadie work. Stanley, do you know what a roadie is? No. Thank you. The first roadie I've ever seen wearing cross-country ski boots. Whoa! Whoa. Whoa. You okay? He is tight in here. Just, uh, Stanley, fold that to the top. The gigs at a downtown music bar called Lefty's Well, which is better known as the backwater to locals of a certain vintage. Cows Go Moo is the first band on a three-act bill that also features Mr. Bigley and headliner Dave Against the Machine. After sound check, the kids wander outside to watch the rendezvous fireworks, to walk off their nerves, to just hang out and get in the zone. Amazingly, they find their way back to the bar right on time. By now, the place is packed with a lineup out the door. Right here they are tonight. 
Our special guest, the cows go moo. What happens next is the best part, at least for the parents. We've seen it before, and it never gets old. On stage, there's no safety net. No parents, no coach. It's all up to them. And the kids quickly win the audience over. They whip the crowd into a near frenzy, driven by a combination of surprise and genuine delight. The kids feed off the applause. Their confidence grows. charge forward, hard, relentless, fast, and I mean really, really fast. They remember to flog the merch and plug their website. Buy our t-shirts. Buy t-shirts. And they highlight their own material. Yep. All right, this is our original. So Wall Street Bowl. It's got the gold rush happened here in Canada. And how much people were false advertised by it.
yes, there will be an encore. Inevitably, it's time to take their bows. Amazing. Thanks for having us, Lefties. Well, absolutely unbelievable. If my conversation with the guys at a nearby table is any indication, the next band certainly has a tough act to follow. Uh, they were sort of timid at first, but as the crowd reacted, like they just grew in confidence, and the show just got better and better. Like they just owned it. They loved it. We loved it. It was great. That's why, that's why I'm wearing the shirt. <laughs> I, I'm only in Whitehorse for one weekend, but I picked the right weekend. <laughs> for the kids, there won't be any hanging around the bar to catch the other performers. The regulations won't allow it, and there are also bedtimes to consider. After the loadout, we briefly turn the living room of my Riverdale home into a makeshift green room. It's a chance for the kids and their parents to wind down and process the experience. It was fun to see how the energy of the crowd impacted you all. Were you guys nervous at the start? Oh yeah, I was shaking. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I kind of had a mini. It didn't yeah. show it. Your originals yeah. went over. Yeah, they went over better than the covers actually. Yeah, Jim, Jim, you should have seen them all. Cheers, people. You're in the zone. Honor, I've never seen you rock out like that. Yeah, I've never seen you move like that. Like, you actually move. Lewis, way to go, buddy. Lewis, all over my feet. killed it tonight. It was awesome. You guys finished a full 10 minutes faster than we were expecting. Because you guys were going so fast. Smells like Team Spirit. Like you picking finger was hurt so much. An American idiot, my arm stopped working. <laughs> and then on Crazy Train, I couldn't hit the kick pedal. Graham has taught the kids that rock and roll is all about having fun and having each other's backs. It isn't about the money. But the kids are also learning that a little money doesn't hurt. Darcy, thanks for doing the yeah, t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Why did you contribute? How, mu- how much money did we make off the shirts? Just wondering. How much do you guys think you brought in? They brought in around like 700. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. How much? 700. No way. Really? Yeah. yeah. And about 500 at the door. Can we make 1,200 dollars? <laughs> to play your set in 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are done, eh? I think yeah, it's gonna be like zombie land. Practice tomorrow at one. We're gonna jam for four hours. When you have kids that actually practice and parents that support them, it creates quite the quite the thing. It's about trying to, I guess, empower kids to, you know, do stuff that's a little a bit different, right? Um. Well, Cows Go Moves' goal is to raise the next generation of like rockers I guess like we want to show kids that they can also play music and do all this cool stuff and we want to inspire them like we were inspired by Graham and Speed Control um, to try their hardest and do what they like and they can go somewhere. I don't always need to be there for for things to go well right like they just sold out a show at a bar they're getting calls like I, I had three people over the spring break already call and ask about 
possible gigs. So I actually have to talk to talk to the parents and see what the availability are for these kids. But they have something very special. Are you starting to view Cows Go Moo as competition now? I am so happy. I can't wait for Speed Control to open for them. I think that'll be a great show. Everything's perfect except the ending needs to go ten times longer. Go crazy! Thank you, Mark Kepke, for producing the finest content this podcast has aired. Mark has a podcast of his own you'll also want to check out. It's called Every Trail Tells a Story. It shares origin stories of Yukon's mountain biking trails. This episode featured original music by Cows Go Moo and Speed Control. For more information about both bands, you can visit cowsgomoo.ca. That's it for this episode of Yukon North of Ordinary, the podcast. Please share this episode and leave us a review. It really helps. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also subscribe to our print magazine by going to northofordinary.com. While you're there, check out Yukon North of Ordinary merchandise. And for a full product line, visit the Bricks and Mortar store in Whitehorse, located on the corner of 2nd Avenue and Steel Street, across from City Hall. There's a great selection of clothing, hats, stickers, glassware, and more. Do you have something to say about this episode? We'd love to hear from you. Find us on social media at North of Ordinary. You can also contact me, Karen McCall, with feedback or story ideas. Editor at northofordinary.com is my email. Thanks to the whole team at North of Ordinary Media. Our podcast artwork is by art director Manu Kegenhoff. Our music is by Head Candy and tribeofnoise.com. Thanks for listening. We have another episode coming out soon. I hope you listen in. Luke's voice. How many packs a day is that kid smoking? It's all campfires. (laughs) It's all campfires. Luke's been around a lot of campfires. Yeah. The best part of Luke's voice is his voice changed in the middle of one practice. He had a kid voice and in the middle, like two songs in one night. It just changed, and it's been different ever since, and it really stands out. So it could have gone either way, really, when it changed. It seems to have gone in a good way, like a deep sort of, it's, it's appropriate for this kind of music, but I guess it could have got ugly. And we've got to milk this before it maybe goes <laughs> in another direction, right? The band could be over any day.